Good evening, everybody. Good evening. Welcome to Christ Fellowship Church, home of the North Georgia Revival. Would you stand to your feet all over the building? Would you put your hands together for all those who are watching tonight by Facebook Live, YouTube, all those tuning in on the ISN Network with Sid Roth. We welcome all of you all over the world. They're tuning in right now. So can we put up one more big hand clap of praise, one more shout for all the things that's happening in this place, around the world, every blind eye that's opened, every deaf ear that's opened, every cancer cell that has died, we give the Lord glory and honor. So we welcome you to what God's doing here in the foothills of the North Georgia mountains here in Dawsonville, Georgia, Christ Fellowship Church. So even now, we wanna invite you down to the front. We wanna invite you down to put yourself in a posture of praise. All of you watching by, by Facebook Live, those who are at home, go ahead and posture yourself in a, in a posture of praise where you, can, where you can go after the Lord tonight. We came to, to do one thing, and that's to seek His face. That's it, we came to seek His face. So come on, fill up the altar, step out of your seat, get out of the aisles, listen. You may have came a skeptic, but tonight just ask one thing, Lord, reveal yourself to me. You may have came in need of, of healing or deliverance, but just ask the Lord, hey, can, can you meet my need? Come on. If you have your Bibles as we hold the doors and just find ourselves into a spot of just reverence, can you grab your Bibles and go to Matthew chapter seven this evening? We always wanna honor the word. Matthew chapter seven this evening. Just a couple of verses. It's so good to see you. This is week 134. We're about to get into an incredible time of worship, an incredible time of word with Pastor Robbie Mathis from one of our host churches, Freedom Tabernacle, right here down the road in Cumming, Georgia. But before we get into the word, before we get into worship, can we just open up the word of God in Matthew 7? Look at verse 7. I believe this is the greatest invitation known to man. I believe this is the greatest invitation that the world has ever known and it's, and it's written in red. It's written in red. If it's written in red, who said it? Jesus said it. The greatest invitation is not to throw out the first pitch. The greatest invitation is to not be invited to the White House. The greatest invitation is to not show up at Buckingham Palace and eat, and eat with royalty. The greatest invitation known to man is found in one word and it's in Matthew 7 and 7 and it says, ask. What am I supposed to ask? What do you need? How much can I ask for? How much do you need? He said the invitation is a blank check. It's open. Just ask. Matthew 7, 7, ask, shall ask. He said, ask and it'll be given to you. Seek and you'll find. Knock and it'll be open for you. For everyone who asks, receives. That's the promise that we have. If you just ask, you shall receive. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, it will be opened. Or which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, would you give him a serpent? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? One version says, if you being evil know how to give good gifts, how much more will Heavenly Father give Holy Spirit to those who ask? So listen, put your Bible down. I know it's Sunday night and it's week 134 and we're all dignified and we're in the house of God, but it's time to get undignified. 
put your Bible down, step out, at least, if you don't come down front, at least step out into the aisle, step near one of these pools, step out into a place where you can worship freely. If you need healing tonight, ask. If you need deliverance tonight, ask. If you need salvation tonight, all you gotta do is ask. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins sinners plunge beneath that flood will lose all their guilty stains come on what can wash away my sin nothing but the blood there is a fountain and tonight i'm coming to ask jesus be glorified in this place we give you glory we give you glory we give you glory
tremble? Yeah? When we sing that, can't you hear all of heaven backing you, saying, hallelujah, he has set you free. Singing words like this, that is everything. Because it changes everything around. It takes it off of us and pushes it onto him, right? And you need to hear it. You need to hear yourself singing, hallelujah, he set me free.
you notice just a few moments ago that there was a turn in the atmosphere? And you know, our teams, every Sunday night, they prepare, they get ready in a certain vein, they're moving in a certain direction. But sometimes, sometimes he walks in and he changes things. And it takes trust and it takes faith takes guts to just stop and follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit because we can come in with our agenda we can come in with what we feel like the Lord wants to hear but you know sometimes he'll slow us down and he'll say you know what I really just want you to lean against me just let me hold you so it things shifted a few moments ago and I appreciate this team this is what they did they honored the point Things shifted in another direction. They stopped for a moment and they honored the point and Holy Spirit came in. He is here. He is here. And this is a very uncomfortable place to be sometimes as a praise team because you don't, you just kind of don't know which direction you're going to move in. You're not quite sure what the Holy Spirit's going to do just next, but you trust Him and He leads He'll just lead. And then you hit a vein. You just hit a vein in the Spirit. And when you hit that vein, things happen in the Spirit because we are where He wants us to be. So right now, just in the, in the, peace, the peace of the moment, I really feel like whatever you need is already right here. Now it started as Becca began to declare and decree that, listen, you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be afraid. So fear was dispelled. And then we began to sing to him. And we began to lean into him. We began to lean on his, on his chest like the Apostle John did. And I think the atmosphere is so set right now for you to just reach up and receive what he has. Because we got where he wanted us to be. So just in the peace of the moment, what do you need? What do you need? See, we can't be afraid of times like this. It's, it's uncomfortable for the team to go this way sometimes, but aren't we glad they do? Because now the atmosphere is just set. So Jesus, touch your people right now in that very spot that seems so impossible, just seems like, Lord, there is just no way. There is just no way. Yes, there is a way. Whatever you need right now, just reach up. He's been so honored tonight because we slowed down long enough to get where he wanted us to be. So we can't be afraid of moments like this where we're just willing to wait a minute. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just receive. What is it you need? Just receive that. 
you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. No more striving. Just receive. Jesus, we just thank you that just right now in this moment, you're with us. Lord, if we didn't do another thing the rest of the evening, this moment has been worth it. Because you are so present. You are so present. You are so present. Just the realness of you. The realness of who you are. You're so present. And we honor you, Lord. We slow down long enough to honor you. Jesus, I thank you that right now you're touching your children, meeting needs, healing bodies, healing minds bringing emotions out of chaos back into order. Anxiety, go. Depression, go. Oppression, go. In the name of Jesus, peace. glory. We give you glory. We give you glory. We give you glory. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise tonight. That's like medicine. I don't know about y'all, but that was like medicine. Amen. Just a big dose of medicine. So good to see you tonight at North Georgia Revival. Thank you for being with us in the house as you make your way back to your seat. Greet somebody you hadn't seen in a while. Make them feel welcome. So good to be with each other in the house tonight. to God. Well, the Lord is good tonight. Amen. Pastor Robbie Mathis from Freedom Tabernacle is going to come and be with us here in a moment, bringing God's Word. But before we move in that direction, uh, we're going to just give the Lord the glory and the praise right now for what He's going to do the rest of the evening. There's going to be changed lives. People are going to get in the water they're going to have their needs met. They're going to meet Jesus in the water just like we have every single week. Uh, going out of this house tonight will be testimonies of victory. And lives are going to be changed. We're going to expect that and wouldn't expect anything less. Amen. Let me make a couple of announcements as we move through tonight. Don't forget, coming up in September, we're almost there now. September 13th, 14th, and 15th is our Pastors and Leaders Conference. Uh, guys, if you are a pastor or a leader of a church in any capacity, we want you to come and be a part of this conference with us. David Giamona 
and uh, Dr. John Kilpatrick uh, from the Brownsville Revival uh, many years ago will be with us. You do not want to miss this lineup. And you may say, well, I'm not a pastor or whatever. Well, Monday night is your night. Monday night is your night. That is the night that we're going to open up the services community-wide. Now, you do not want to miss hearing uh, John Kilpatrick talk about the glory and talk about revival. So come and plan to be with us on that night. Particularly, again, you can still register. Not too late to do that. Pass the word around. And uh, we just want to have an incredible time in the Lord as uh, the Holy Spirit imparts strategic uh, planning in this day and time for the church through these speakers. Pastor Todd will also be speaking, of course. And so you do not want to miss that time uh, with us. Secondly, let me mention that for five days, beginning today, for five days, we have reopened Caneo Ministry Training Center registration. So here is your word from the Lord. If you've been thinking about it or considering being a part of Caneo, now is the time. You have five days starting today to register and come and be a part of the Caneo Ministry Training Center with us in the fall. Uh, classes start mid-September. You can see Michaela or myself out at the display table uh, at the conclusion of the service. We'll answer any questions that you have. Um, and guys, I just want to encourage you, as we always do, that you are the steward of your own edification. Amen? Your growth and your spiritual progress and this process of your growth is your responsibility. Your pastor can only do so much. Your Sunday school teacher can only do so much. Your uh, small group leader can only do so much. And when we stand before the Lord one day and we give an account uh, of the level of maturity that we had in Christ while on this earth, nobody's gonna answer for us except us. Your spouse won't answer for you. Your children are not gonna answer for you. You're gonna have to answer for yourself on how far uh, you went into the things of God and how deep you went into the Word of God. So go to caneomtc.com, register to be with us in the fall and come and be a part of that Caneo journey, amen? Let's stand to our feet and receive our offering tonight. I know you'll want to partner with us to see the North Georgia Revival continue in the fashion that it always has uh, over these several weeks that we have been in revival. There's expenses every single night. Uh, constantly buying supplies, constantly meeting the needs of people as they're coming in from all over. Who is here tonight and you are not from Georgia? You are not from Georgia. You are from out of state. You're from out of state. All right. So good to have you tonight. Praise God. Anybody from out of the country tonight? Anybody in the building out of the country? Okay. Well, it's so good to have everybody. And again, I know you'll want to partner with us. So uh, let's sow into the work of the ministry tonight and uh, plant some seed in the North Georgia Revival so that things can continue just as they are and all needs being met. Take that seed in your hand. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you as we always do for an opportunity to give. This is an opportunity to sow seed. This is an opportunity to put seed in the ground. And Lord, we want to do this so that all needs are met. All people are served. And Lord, people can come and know that everything is taken care of for them. All supplies are there. Lord, every, uh, every need is there for them. They don't have to worry about a thing. They should just come and receive from you. And again, Lord, we just thank you that we get to partner together 
and see that this happens every week. We thank you and praise you that you give seed to the sower. And we sow in faith tonight, believing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, so as you're seated tonight, ushers, if you'll receive that offering. So good to have everyone in the house tonight. And the Lord's going to do a mighty work. I know you'll want to help me. And I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet one more time and welcome one of the greatest men of God on the planet, one of the greatest pastors in this area on the planet, knows more word than we'll ever, than we can ever imagine, can quote verse and chapter and book after book after book. Give it up for Pastor Robbie Mathis from Freedom Tabernacle. Come on, Pastor Robbie, bring the word tonight. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you so much for that warm welcome tonight. As you remain standing, I want you to do something with me tonight, keeping you busy. I want to try to catch you before you sat down. I know you know this, but we had a holy hush moment tonight. The Lord came in this place. And I don't know about you, but I could have just stayed there all night. We could have just stayed there in the presence of God because in his presence things happen in his presence where the glory is at lives get changed people turn their hearts to him sicknesses and diseases fade away none of those things can stay in the presence of God and his glory came and just settled settled in here with us tonight just settled. When you get to those moments, don't try to rush it. And our worship team did an incredible, incredible job tonight staying right there what Holy Spirit was doing. They, they sensed it and they knew it. Their spirit led and they stayed right there. When nothing else matters, when you don't worry about what's going on with your neighbor, when nobody else but all you're doing is focusing upon the Lord. That's when you know you're right in the presence of God. So Jesus stepped in. So I want you to help me. This is what we want to do. Just as he stepped in into the praise and worship, we want him to remain the rest of the time just like that. Now, we know God's everywhere. We know the Lord is here. We know that because we've gathered in his name. But there is a difference when he manifests himself. When there's a tangible manifestation of the presence of God where he steps behind the veil and he makes himself known to us. He's made himself known to us. I sat there just probably like you did, just sensing the tangible presence of the Lord. The Lord let me see in the spirit in a flash in a moment. I saw his venture on the way to the cross. That's what he let me see tonight. And I was so appreciative to be able to see what the Lord showed me, what he did for us. And I'm glad to know that he's in his splendor. He has been raised from the dead. He did it all for us, raised from the dead through his crucifixion, death, burial. But hallelujah, he lives forever and he's in his glory. Amen. So let's invite him to stay the remainder of the time. This is, this is what you do. Say, Jesus, and you don't have to pray, but just in yourself. This is what I want to do. Jesus, just like you came in the worship, 
as we honored you. Jesus, we're asking you, stay with us in that same fashion, in the preaching of your word, in the altar call, in the ministry, and in the baptismal services, and everything that goes on tonight. Stay here in that fashion. We welcome you. We welcome you. We welcome you, Lord. Hallelujah. Sense him? You sense him? Because he's here. We've welcomed him. Now you may be seated. You may be seated. What a delight it is to be able to share the word of God with you tonight. You know, as one of the host pastors, we, we get the privilege of preaching periodically every several weeks at here and you know, I know that when I begin to spend a time with the Lord, or I'm just pondering, and oftentimes it's when I'm out on on my when I'm out running, and I start seeing the service take place. When I start seeing things in this particular sanctuary, and I see them in my mind and in the spirit start playing out, I start knowing that God is speaking about this particular moment in time, and. And I was, I was running here some time back. The Lord began to show me some things about this service tonight. And it's one of those that you can identify. It's like, yep, that's it. That's the one for this night. So I'm believing the Lord has a special word for us tonight. He's got a specific word that he wants us to hear tonight. And with this atmosphere, I believe that if we will all step into it, Step into what God is saying and wanting to do tonight. We're going to have our lives changed tonight. Amen. So I want to preach to you tonight a message entitled, Don't Bury Me in Egypt. Don't Bury Me in Egypt. So turn with me to the book of Hebrews, the 11th chapter. The book of Hebrews, the 11th chapter. We'll be turning in a few different passages tonight as we go through this. And I want to preach to you and then, and then people are going to if their lives change, many will be baptized tonight. We're believing people will get saved and sicknesses and diseases eradicated and healed and God just does a great mighty thing. Amen. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 22 says this. By faith, Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the departure of the children of Israel and gave instructions concerning his bones. Now, all of us know Hebrews chapter 11 was called the Hall of Faith. We, we know it's the faith chapter. We understand and we learn what the meaning of faith is. And God begins to pinpoint and highlight a lot of examples of his men and women throughout ages that were written in the Bible about examples of what true faith is through their actions and through their words. Many that we see in the book of Hebrews that did great exploits. There were a lot of great things that happened in, through their lives, a lot of great exploits. Power was released through them. Giants slain and a lot of great miraculous things that happened in faith. We also learn in the book of Hebrews about some situations that naturally speaking we would say didn't end up too good. 
trials, tribulations, challenges, people sown into. Many gave their lives, and yet they were still exemplified as having the same faith and great faith, just like men and women of God that did great exploits. You see, I want you to understand tonight that faith is not the denial of obstacles, hardships, or challenges in our lives. It's not, it's not the denial of those things. It doesn't mean those things won't happen. But what faith does is declare the goodness of God in the face of every adversity that we face in life. Faith's nature will look ahead and live accordingly that way. And it's interesting that the Bible, as you mentioned in Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and different ones that we see here in the passage that it speaks of a man named Joseph. And in the Bible highlights it said when he was dying, he made mention of the departure of the children of Israel, and he gave instructions concerning his bones. It had to be that this man Joseph knew something was going to take place that he was not naturally going to be able to experience, but in faith, he looked ahead, he declared it was going to happen, and God highlighted him out in the book of Hebrews. So what's this talking about? What is the Bible talking about when it said that by faith Moses, or Joseph, when he was dying, spoke about his departure, and he talked about giving instructions concerning his bones. What is all this about? Well, I want you to turn with me back to the book of Genesis. Let's go back to the very, to the very beginning and to, to uh, the first book of the Bible in chapter 50 of the book of Genesis. This is the last chapter of the book of Genesis. I so appreciate all of you that have your Bibles. I really do. When, when we look, many of you got your Bibles, you're turning, you've got your notebooks, your journals, and you're turning along. That, that really means I appreciate that. And I know that you are uh, j just getting in the Word. And if you don't, maybe on the screen or your phone somewhere, but be, be looking along. But here we are in Genesis chapter 50, the last chapter of the book of Genesis in the last several verses. Look with me from Genesis chapter 50, verses 22 through 26. So Joseph dwelled in Egypt. He and his father's household. Joseph lived 110 years. Joseph saw Ephraim's children to the third generation. The children of Machar, the son of Manasseh, were also brought up on Joseph's knees. Now look at this. And Joseph said to his brethren, I am dying, but God will surely visit you and bring you out of this land to the land of which he swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. Then Joseph took an oath from the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones from here. So Joseph died, being 110 years old. They embalmed him, and he was put in a coffin in Egypt. Now, when we read the book of Genesis, when we read about the life of Joseph, you and I both know that Joseph had some encounters in life that were not too good. He was betrayed by his brothers. He was thrown into a pit. He was sold into slavery. He was falsely accused, and he was thrown into prison. 
But in all of his adversities, God was with Joseph. He would minister to him, elevate him, shield him and protect him because in all of it, God had a plan for Joseph's life. I want you to know that whatever you're going through tonight, God's got a plan for your life and he's not finished with you. Amen? And so Joseph, we, we know that with all that Joseph went through, that at the end of Genesis, God reconciled Joseph back to his brothers who actually betrayed him and sold him into slavery. God reconciled them, restored them back together, put them back together. And here Joseph is dying, and he speaks to his brothers. And this is what he said. He said, and they were in Egypt. He said, God is going to visit you. And when he visits you, said he's going to carry you to the land that he promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Joseph knew about the promise that God had made him. It was a covenant promise to Abraham. God is faithful to keep his word. He's faithful. And Joseph said, God is going to visit you. And when he does... Now, this is what Hebrews is referring to about the faith of Joseph. Joseph did not say, I hope God comes and visits us. Joseph didn't say if he does. Joseph said, God will surely visit you. And when he does, he's going to carry you into the land that he promised Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And when you go and when he does come and visit you and he takes you to the land of Israel, I want you to take my bones with you. In other words, everything else is going to be decomposed. There's not anything going to be left of me, but my bones are still going to be remained. And when you go to that land, take my bones with you. I don't want to have any part of me left here in Egypt. Do not bury me in Egypt. Joseph was saying, whatever you do, don't bury me in Egypt because God has promised us something better. See, you need to understand tonight that Egypt represents bondage. It represents carnality. It represents sin. It represents the darkness. When the Israelites were in Egypt for 430 years, 430-something years, they were in bondage. They were under taskmasters. But God had a better plan for them. And you all know that how that he's going to lead them out, out of Egypt. They crossed the Red Sea, which is a representation of the baptism. We're delivered. We're baptized. We go through the water. Come on. We go through the water, through a baptism, on our way to the promised land. But Joseph said, whatever you do, don't bury me in Egypt. I don't want to have anything left here in Egypt. With all of the adversities and problems that he went through in Egypt, Joseph said, you win it. I, I'm not going to be around to see it. 
the only thing that will remain of me is going to be my bones. You make sure that you don't bury me in Egypt. Get me out of this place. I'm here to talk to somebody tonight. I'm here to talk to many that are watching on live stream tonight. That maybe God has moved you out of certain troubled situations in your life. Maybe you have been set free and rescued out of abuse, out of toxic relationships, out of uh, fear, out of places that you've been once in life. But I want to tell you, you may physically be out, but there are many that are still living in Egypt. Your mind is still living in Egypt. Your mind is still there. But God wants you to know that you do not have to stay there in Egypt. Joseph was saying, I may be here right now, but I'm not going to remain here. There are many of you that are here tonight that may be saying that you're stuck in a situation in your life. There's a bondage. There's a, there's a struggle that you're facing right now in life. But you need to have the faith like Joseph. And you, you need to begin to declare, and we're going to declare it tonight, that I may be here right now. <laughs> but by faith, I'm not remaining here. I'm not staying in Egypt. I'm going to get delivered and set free because God himself has promised something better for me. Is anybody listening to me tonight? But I want you to see that the fulfillment came. Joseph's, they embalmed him. They placed him in a casket, in a coffin. They didn't bury him. They put him in a, in a coffin. And I want you to know that for 400 years, 400 years, when he was in that coffin, physically dead, but I want to tell you that in faith, he was speaking. His life was declaring faith and a promise that God had given to his grandfather, his great-grandfather and his grandfather and his father. He was believing in a promise of something that had been spoken, that had been passed down, that he had heard about. And so as that coffin lay there in Egypt for 400 and something years, every time that a child of Israel would begin to ask somebody, what is that coffin doing right there? They would be able to say that great man Joseph said he didn't want to be buried in Egypt. That great man Joseph said he knew about a promise that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob made. And he said when God came to deliver them or to deliver us out of this state that we are in, that Joseph, this great man, wanted us to carry his bones with us to the promised land. And it spoke in faith. 400 years that it stayed there. And eventually, the fulfillment came. The fulfillment came. Look with me in the book of Exodus. Exodus chapter 13. Exodus chapter 13. Starting with verse 17. 
The Bible said that it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go that God did not lead them by way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, lest perhaps the people change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. So God led the people around by way of the wilderness of the Red Sea, and the children of Israel went up in orderly ranks out of the land of Egypt. Now don't read ahead. Because I want to share something with you right here. When all of the plagues came to, to Pharaoh, and, and Pharaoh eventually released the children of Israel out of Egypt. When they began to go, the Bible says right here, when Pharaoh let them go, that God did not lead them. He didn't lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was the near path. Have you ever wondered why? Have you ever felt like that there was a close path for you to go and you felt like you were going the long way around? The nearest way to get to the Red Sea was through the land of the Philistines. It was heavily guarded. But God knew that the Israelites were in no shape to be able to combat what was ahead for them. And so instead of taking them on a shortcut and them getting fearful and turning and wanting to go back to Egypt, God took them the long way around the wilderness because he knew what was best for them. You see, God is not as concerned about you or getting you out of the wilderness as he is getting the wilderness out of you. And so many times, God will allow you to go through the wilderness as long as he can get the wilderness out of you. And I was looking at this passage here some time back, and I thought, Lord, what is it that you want to show? Listen, they had just experienced Passover. God taught them Passover. They experienced Passover. They experienced uh, unleavened bread, and they experienced first fruit. God taught them. It was the feast that God demonstrated to them, and then he told them what it was. All of the other feasts, God told them what was going to happen, and then it was going to happen, and we know the three fall feasts have not yet occurred, but they will. Hallelujah. They're going to. They had experienced Passover, but they had not experienced Pentecost yet. When you experience Pentecost, you can overcome some things in your life. Amen? So there comes a time that it's time to come out. So, so God led uh, the, the, the plagues that came. Pharaoh began to let them go, and he let them go. And then I want you to look with me in the 19th verse. The 19th verse says this, And Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for he had placed the children of Israel under solemn oath, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones from here with you. 400 years later, Moses gets the bones of Joseph when it was time to leave Egypt, and he begins to depart 
from Egypt. He's leaving. He's leaving then. Can I tell you, there always comes a moment in time when it's time to get out of Egypt. There's always a moment when it's time for you to depart. And I want to tell you tonight that this over here, this this, this right over here beyond these walls that we cannot see, it represents Egypt. This is the place that we want to come out of. And so when it was time for them to leave, Moses called them forth. And he said, it's time to bring the bones of Joseph out. And so they began on their journey. They, they began to go on the journey out of Egypt. Now, can I tell you the importance of this? For 400 years, as that coffin lay in Egypt, it had to be passed on down from generation to generation to generation to generation to generation for them to tell them about what Joseph's oath was that Joseph actually said, when you leave Egypt, don't leave my bones in Egypt. I don't want to be buried in Egypt. I want to be buried with, uh, with those in the Israel, in the, in the promised land. I want to be buried there. So it had to pass on down from generations to generation. The story had to be told. Faith in God had to be told from generation to generation. It had to be told. And so they, they had to honor Joseph. See, they had to honor Joseph. They had to honor him because they could have said, well, Joseph's dead. He's not going to know what's going on. And they might have been in a rush uh, just to get him out. But no, they honored that man, Joseph, because he was a great man of God. So they honored him. And they started their journey. And they began that journey. And can I tell you that as they began to move, this is what happened. And the bones began to rattle. years 
Joseph who became the successor of Moses and led them and they crossed over the Jordan River. Joseph finally made it. He finally made it. And they placed him in Canaan. He was placed in Canaan land. He made it. I wonder tonight if there's anybody that's ready to come out of Egypt. Is there anybody that's ready to come out of Egypt? See, this is what it looks like when you're in Egypt. This is what it looks like. You're out of the scene. You're away from everything else. Nobody can really see you. Nobody knows what's going on. Oh, you may look happy. Everything may look good. But you know inside of you that things are not good. So I ask you tonight, are you in Egypt? Are you ready to come out of Egypt? Out of Egypt of darkness. Out of Egypt of carnality. Out of the Egypt of rejection. Out of the Egypt of loneliness. Out of Egypt of sickness. Out of Egypt of pain. Out of Egypt of addiction. Out of Egypt of disease. Out of Egypt of fear. Out of Egypt of anxiety and depression. Out of Egypt of bondage. Out of Egypt of toxic relationship. Out of Egypt of those suicidal thoughts. Out of Egypt of pornography. Out of Egypt of abuse. Out of Egypt of intimidation. Out of Egypt of bitterness. Out of Egypt of failure. If that's you, and you realize that you've been living in Egypt, this is what you gotta do. You just gotta begin to declare and say, open the door. I'm coming out.
this may be the best part right here. Where did they bury Joseph? chapter 24 verse 32 after Joshua and them crossed the, the, red, the Jordan River and all of them had got their inheritance everybody got the inheritance that they received this is what it says about Joseph's bones the bones of Joseph which the children of Israel had brought up out of Egypt they buried at Shechem in the plot of ground which Jacob had bought from the sons of Hamor, the father of Shechem, for 100 pieces of silver, and which had become an inheritance of the children of Joseph. Joseph got buried in a place called Shechem that a man named Jacob He's got an inheritance for me. And you 
any more set for what God wants to do at this point. Now the rest is up to you. You've got to put out an expression of your faith and come and get in the water. It's time to come and get in the water. When they left Egypt, they passed through the Red Sea. That is a picture of baptism. They were leaving the old, they were leaving the dead, they were leaving the bondage, and they were going into the new place. So tonight, when you come and meet Jesus in the water, that's exactly what you're doing. You're coming out of the old, you're coming out of the bondage, and you're going to live again tonight. Everything that Pastor Robbie preached tonight, everything that he said, he set the atmosphere for this very type of deliverance, for this setting free. It is set up for you tonight. But the decision's yours, amen? The decision is yours. You've got you've to have that expression of faith. The Lord, I'm going to follow you through that water. I'm going to come out of death. See, sometimes you've got to put feet to it. You've got to put action to it. I'm going to come out of the death. I'm going to come out of the bondage. I'm going to come out of my past. And I'm going to walk through the waters. So here's what we're going to do. If you are ready to be baptized tonight and you have not registered, you did not pre-register. Where's Joseph? Here he is. See Joseph. If you're ready to be baptized tonight and you have not registered, come and stand with Joseph tonight right down here. And he will take you where you need to be. So let's take care of those folks first. Joseph's got his hand raised. So if you want to be baptized tonight and you have not pre-registered, see Joseph right here. All right, Joseph, I think you're ready to go. So if you guys will follow him, he will take care of you. Give him a hand clap of praise to the Lord as they're going. They're going to cross over tonight, amen? Now, tonight, if you pre-registered and you have the letter A, if you have an A, you have pre-registered and you are ready to be baptized, all letter A's, if you guys will approach the stage on this side, we'll get you ready so you know who you are. This is Danny. He's going to take care of you. So if you have the letter A, we're calling for A's now. So if you guys will come, position yourself to be ready to be baptized. Lord's going to be faithful tonight. Our team's in the back. They're getting ready. So as we transition the service, Lord's going to do great things tonight. Pastor Robbie, you all right over there? <laughs> My goodness. Love it. Praise God. All right. All the letter A's. right on up. We're going to take care of you. As this point in our service, as we begin to transition, let me just remind all of us to stay in a spirit of prayer. This is a very serious time for these folks as they're going to the water, crossing over out of Egypt into a changed life tonight. There's many needs in the house. So we're going to ask you to respect the atmosphere. Stay in a spirit of prayer. If you need to have conversation, uh, we ask that you even take that to the lobby um, as we get ready to, to minister to these folks. Our intercessors, if you have a position on the stage tonight in the chairs, we ask that you go ahead and take your position. All intercessors, come and fill the chairs for us as we begin to pray these through. All right.
us pray together. Father, we thank you right now for what you're going to do. Jesus, tonight's no different than any other night. You've always been so faithful. Lord, we just sit in your presence. We rest in you. We're going to pray our brothers and sisters through tonight as they meet you in the water. We thank you, Lord, for an open portal. We thank you for an open portal. Heaven is open. And bones are going to move from one place to another tonight. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. to the North Georgia Revival here in Dawsonville, Georgia. I'm joined tonight by Pastor Chase Ray. Chase is on staff with us here at Christ Fellowship Church. He's our high school pastor. So it's great to have him with us to talk a little bit about what is going on in the building tonight, Chase. What in the world happened when Pastor Robbie Mathis dove into that baptism pool? Oh my goodness. I have never felt more of a presence and electricity uh, in this atmosphere ever than before. And I believe God is just ready to transfer some stuff uh, in the world today. And, and I mean, if you didn't see it, I wish you could have been here uh, in the house to feel it when it happened. I mean, it was amazing. I wasn't expecting that at all, but Pastor Robbie Mathis from Freedom Tabernacle, he just preached an incredible message tonight talking about Joseph's bones and about coming out of Egypt, leaving the dead things, leaving the oppression, the depression, yes. leaving the bondage. And you know, when they crossed through the Red Sea, Chase, that was a form of baptism. And so uh, Pastor Robbie challenged the folks tonight that, hey, leave your past behind, move forward, get through that water and be resurrected in Christ. And so he just laid it out. He made such a declaration in the atmosphere tonight. The atmosphere is so set for people to meet Jesus in the water. And he is not going to disappoint tonight. Absolutely. I know he's going to meet people in the water. Needs are going to be met. You know, Chase, at one point during praise and worship tonight, we, we hit a place where, you know, a praise team has to decide if we're going to wait and see what God wants to do or we're just going to move on with our set. And our team stopped, and I think that that was a turning point in the service tonight yes. when we honored the presence of the Lord and we gave Him what He really wanted to hear. Yeah, and it's so important uh, in, in today's society and in the generation upcoming is to stop, take a moment, and understand what God's doing. And, and it's so important, you can't teach that. There's, there's no verse, there's no scripture for that. And it was the shifting point for tonight's service. Yes. Because after that, he stepped in, 
and, and the whole thing just shifted after that. A lot of times you can come into a service and the service is so driven because we want to please the Lord. We want to give him everything that he's worthy of and we want to sing uh, to him. We want to sing about him. But you know, sometimes he says, I want you just to settle down in me. Yes. Just take a moment of peace, a moment of quiet and just lean against my breast, yes. lean against my chest. And that's what we did tonight. We leaned into him and he met us, and in just the quietness of that moment, like you said, I think it set the atmosphere for the rest of the night. Absolutely. So great things are ahead. We've already got people that pre-register tonight to be baptized. More have joined them, so it's going to be an, it's going to be a tremendous night. We got Pastor Marty Derricott back in the pool tonight. He's going to be uh, ministering to people along with our team, and so it's just going to be a great night. We'll yeah. stay here as long as it takes. Absolutely. And love the fact that you're all with us. One thing I do want to mention, Chase, is about our Pastors and Leaders Conference coming yes, up in yes. September, the 13th, 14th, and 15th. David Giamona, who uh, saw four wars in our military, wow. is going to be with us. And also Dr. John Kilpatrick from the famous Brownsville Revival back in the mid-90s. And Pastor Todd Smith is going to speak at this conference as well. These fellas are coming in, Chase, to give the church a strategy in these last days, how to honor the glory of God and how to host revival. I'm really excited about that. So we just want to encourage everybody, if you're a pastor or a leader in any capacity, this is where you need to be. Yeah, 13, this, you got to get here for this. That's right. <laughs> Go to cfchurch.tv and register today to come and be with us for that conference. Now, I will say this, Chase, we made a little bit of change in plans. That Monday night is open to everybody. That is the night that John Kilpatrick will speak. And I'm, t I'm telling you, listen, you need to get here for that. That is open to anybody. It's open to the entire public. Uh, we did that because we know that he's got such a tremendously important message for the church. So come and help us just fill the house. And uh, we're going to see what God wants to do and what he wants yes. to impart. And so we're excited about that. Yeah, excited. and I know one thing about him is he is a general. Absolutely. And I think we need direction more than ever. So I, I, if you want to come hear direction from a great general in the kingdom, he is the man. So get here. We're excited. <laughs> we're excited. Well, we are about ready now to go into baptism. Stay with us the rest of the night. Uh, watch, pray, enjoy what God is doing. He's going to meet people in the water. This is an open portal. Heaven is open over us tonight, and we're just going to celebrate with each and every changed life. If you have any plans in the future to come and be with us in Dawsonville, make your way here. Yes. We're baptizing every Sunday night, no matter what. We're pushing through. I know there's a lot going on in the world right now, but you know what? People need God. Absolutely. And so we're doing everything that we can to minister to people. Find your way to Dawsonville, Georgia. Find your way to Christ Fellowship Church, the North Georgia Revival. Come and be with us. Experience Jesus in the water. Let's go to the baptisms now. <laughs> 